This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. After a honey sweet win on Monday night, City will be hoping for another sweet treat against the Toffees this weekend. It's Thursday the 8th of February. I'm Amos Murphy. And I'm Adam Howarth. And this is the City Report Podcast. Welcome back to the City Report Podcast, your home for daily Manchester City content, of course. I'm your host again today, Amos Murphy. Joining me is Adam Howarth. It's good to have you on again, pal. How's things? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, still enjoying the after effects of the Phil Foden Masterclass on Monday night. Um, I've not had a chance to watch all the games this season because I've been doing various things like part-time work and uh, mm-hmm. working a bit uh, freelancing with City themselves. Um, so not a chance to watch all the games, but when I do, I've been enjoying it. And Brentford was uh, the latest example, and it was wonderful. Little humble sprinkle of a brag there, working yeah. with free- freelancing yeah. with City. You gotta know, you've got to tell us more now. Come on. Well, it, if you insist. Um, <laughs> well, it was like the the uni basically advertised the role from like a connection they had in the City mm. media team, um, and I heard about it over summer whilst I was on a train in Italy, I think. Um, and I was like, I need to, I couldn't really be bothered doing work at that point, but I was like, I need to apply for this. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I managed to be lucky enough to get it. I've done a, a few shifts since then doing a bit of, uh, bits and bobs for first team, men's team, women's team academy. So yeah, I'm loving life. 
We we check you out. Well, uh, we are in esteemed company here today with uh, with a, a member of well, a newly found out member of the city media team. So um, you know, be careful what we say. Don't want to be getting anything anything bad fed back to the club. Um, okay, then let's kick on because uh, we're going to turn attention to the Everton game, um, listeners. If you are looking for some more reaction to the Brentford fixture, do go back on your podcast feed. We've had two episodes um, on uh, one. It would have been Tuesday we had the sort of immediate match reaction and then yesterday we delved a little bit deeper into some of the specifics whilst also chatting about Jack Grealish. Um, I guess the first place going into this this match to, to kick things off then Adam is things are, are, are quite good at City, touch wood and cross fingers and sort of trying to avoid all jinxes and stuff. I mean you only have to go back, what is it, a month and a half really, probably in fact going on about two months now, um, the Aston Villa game where it looked like the world was going to end and City had gone what was it, four matches unbeaten, but since then City are, uh, sorry it's four matches without a win, but since then City are unbeaten, they are I think it's nine matches now into this mini winning streak um, the asterisk being that there were matches against Uwara Red Diamonds and uh, Flamengo and uh, no Fl- Fluminense, sorry, not Flamengo. Um, Huddersfield Town as well, another one in there. So maybe not the, the the most tough of opponents, but still things are good at City, and I guess that's all you can ask for at this point of the season. Yeah, like at the start of that unbeaten streak, we did have the the drop points to Palace, which was a bit of a stinger. Mm, true, um, but even since Palace, that's I'd make that as nine straight wins, um, yeah. and I think. The general vibe since Palace has definitely improved. I think the Club World Cup probably came at quite a nice time, to be honest, because um, mm. it's like that Carabao Cup cliche where you know if you that bit of silverware can, <laughs> yeah. can push you on into in a title race, like City have had so many times over the years. And then we've the the, the stat itself that we've come from behind. What is it four times now away from home to win? Yeah, yeah. Um, that speaks volumes about how confident this team's feeling right now. And I think just the general performance level has really improved. Like, there's been some excellent performances recently, like Brentford and Spurs, um, even Newcastle for large parts. I thought we were very mm. good. Um, I think Kevin De Bruyne's uh, return has been very, uh, as, expect, as you would expect, very influential. So, um, yeah, it's, it, I, I'm feeling a lot more confident now. I think we've, we, I don't know if it's the win streak that like everyone, everyone yeah. so desperately craves, but, um, <laughs> We, it's it's a very it's a very good one. It's a very strong spell of form, and I hope that um, we maintain it because things are things are looking very good for us right now. No, no, totally, totally agree there. Um, it, it's interesting, is it? Because if you look ahead to the fixture list, then it, I, I think the buzzword is let's face it we spoke about enough on this show and 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 other people have elsewhere is that win streak but you've got in in terms of premier league this doesn't include any fa cup or champions league fixtures in there as well but in a row you've got manchester united liverpool brighton arsenal aston villa and then palace away which is you know a tougher a tough fixture in itself i would be mightily mightily surprised even knowing city's form even knowing city's quality if they went six from six with wins there i mean Liverpool itself already has 2-2 draw all over it away at Anfield, if not for a Liverpool win. But I think it, it, the winning streak has to kind of be in this period for City. Um, obviously, carrying it on with Everton, Copenhagen away. Who knows what that might throw up? Maybe we come away from there with a draw thinking it's a good result. But I think as um, 
John Ashley pointed out last week, the Copenhagen home match comes in between Man United at home and Liverpool away. So you're probably looking at that and saying you could do with City having that game done and dusted and, you know, maybe not a fully rotated team, but at least drop in De Bruyne or Harley, you know, giving some players some rest. Um, one question I do want to ask, though, which is it's sort of been bugging my mind a little bit trying to come up with an answer is, yes, City have got the results, and I think most people would agree this is City's best form of the season, bar maybe the first six games of the campaign, and you know teams are still figuring each other out. City are on the on the high of winning the treble, so uh, excluding that, this is certainly City's best form of the season. But do you think the performances are there? Because I think going back to that sort of that drawing streak we had, performances were neither here nor there in terms of uh, in terms of City's outings. Because there's some great parts. I mean, City battered Liverpool but drew 1-1. City were pretty shaky against Chelsea and drew 4-4. Do you think we have now found that rhythm? Um, aside from the, the results, do you think the performances are up to where we'd expect? Yeah, it's really important that we, as well as winning all these games and you know trying to get this win streak, it's uh, that we're playing well. And obviously the, the results do have the ultimate override in importance. But I think when you're playing well, it just... It, it, it brings that confidence more than if you're scraping results. You, you're not necessarily going into games with great confidence, like like you're saying with the tough run of fixtures we got coming up. You know, we've got like a fair few big six sides um, in the next few fixtures. Um, you'd be going into those games feeling a bit iffy, but because we're playing so well, that's going to be a big boost, especially at this time of the season where we usually do step up. And um, it's those it's those games that decide the titles in the end. You know, we got a. You gotta prove it. You gotta prove that you're good enough to be champions. I mean, I'd say we've proved it enough over the years, you know, three in a row and all that. But um, yeah, we, we've got this iteration of the Pep team has to prove themselves as well. Um, you know, you got like we, Guardiola's been a hot topic on social media since that Brentford game, especially. Um, he's been really important recently, and he's got to prove it when it matters most now in this end, this end of the season period. But uh, yeah, there's, there's some tough fixtures there, but. Um, I, I don't know the way the way we're playing. I, I'm confident we can uh, sweep up some good wins, and I do. Th- I can mm. see us like leapfrogging Liverpool in to top of the league in the coming weeks. I would say. Yeah, well, just looking at that fixture list, I think it's the Brentford home match, which is in three Premier League games time um, for all competitions. Obviously, Copenhagen away in the Champions League, but that could put City top of the league, and then. Uh, be, after that, you've got Bournemouth, you've got United, then it's Liverpool. So there's every chance that with a couple wins, City could be going to Anfield, top of the table. And I think, I, I mean, I, 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 I can't, you know, who knows if City going to win the title or not? I don't think anybody ever during City's tough run and, uh, of results wrote City off at all. But I was thinking if we are, it might be one of those where we just pick Liverpool to the line in maybe the last five games of the season. But there's every chance that if they knuckle down, they could run away with it. And I think that's possibly um, a scary thought. I guess Arsenal would like to have a say in that. I thought they were absolutely fantastic against Liverpool, but it's just whether or not they can replicate that in the games that they've dropped points in um, this season. Um, moving on to a team who are, who are in in absolutely terrible form I think it's one win since mid the middle of December for Everton um they're having an interesting season like let's put it lightly obviously the the 10 point deduction has has rocked them a lot but 
they looked like they were finding a groove under Sean Dyche around sort of early December, late December time. I think they went four wins on the trot after the um, the, the announcement of the ten point deduction. But even still, the, the, they've they've kind of got some decent results. I mean, Everton at home against Tottenham, um, it, you know, it, it might not make the end of season DVD for the Toffees, but it was a decent point at the, at the death there against a team who've obviously taken points off City themselves. So what do you expect from um, Sean Dyche's Toffees when he when they turn up at, God, the, the crack of dawn, 12.30 kickoff on Saturday. Um, feel sorry for the American listeners and, and viewers in, in these situations because I think um, Adam Booker's, I think it's like half three in the morning kickoff for those on the um, on the West Coast, which is just disgusting. Um, but yeah, what in terms of football anyway, what are you expecting on, uh, on Saturday um, afternoon? I'm expecting a tough game because I think it quite simply it always is with Everton. The, mm. Their form has been shocking. Um, you know they were they went from everyone banging on about you know if the if those ten points were added back onto that total they'd be like top half and yeah they, they had a very good start and they even gave us a good run for our money back in December um, until we started the streak of coming mm. from behind to win away from home yeah um, but yeah the Luton have a game in hand on them as well down at the bottom so they could be you could it's looking a bit uh, a bit worrying for Everton but I just mm. think whenever we whenever we play them they they do show up and give us something of a game I, I struggle to think of many times in recent years where we've rolled them over um, I mean was last season we drew on New Year's Eve with them and that Damari Gray yeah. wonder goal late on um, so it, it's I think form goes out the window when you play in Everton we've had so many tough games against them you know that Rush Allison uh, the Rodri handball game springs to mind because that, that was Don't mention, it, I think if you mention that a Liverpool fan comes crawling out of the woodwork from somewhere <laughs> <laughs> to remind everyone about it yeah because um, they were in the midst of a, a of a dog fight back then and we were mm. we were in a similar situation pushing Liverpool for the title um, and they they had Frank Lampard as a manager and they still gave us a, a very good game so it's they're going to do. A, it's going to be a classic Sean Dyche where you know they're physical and into us and uh, trying to not let us get too comfy um, yeah. on the ball. Um, but it's it's one of those we've we've been in this position many times before against a, a low block, you know, as they call it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we we chip away. We've got Kevin De Bruyne as well now, as we didn't a couple of months ago. So yeah, I'm I'm. I'm feeling, I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier, just the way we've been playing, it's making me feel quite confident. Yeah, I, I think the confidence has to be high. It, it feels like more than anything in that City squad right now, there's a swagger. Um, and I think it actually goes back to that um, Club World Cup win against uh, Fluminense. And and obviously, again, another mention for them, Uwari Red Diamonds. Um, I feel like they're going to be just like a cult club in City sort of... Just, law now and, and psyche going forward anyway um it, it goes back to that because the confidence was low before the before that tournament they obviously went there i don't know how much influence it makes but having the gold patch on your chest i, I suppose it you know it's it maybe does play a part in terms of opponents looking at it going oh fucking hell these these are the champions of the world you know how do we i think actually chris wilder might have mentioned it during the um sheffield united game when they had all the trophies lined up maybe we just need to do that get every single trophy out and and for every home match but it's interesting isn't it and um, final point before we go for the break because i think you maybe mentioned it before the crystal palace at home match who i believe apart from sheffield united who are 
you know, done and dusted in my eyes. They're going back down. But they were the last team City played at home who were of that sort of relegation quality sort of level um, in and around there. And obviously City didn't win. So we've seen City go to Spurs and win. We've seen City do it at Newcastle. Uh, we obviously saw it away at Brentford. We kind of need to, it sounds crazy to say, but we kind of need to see City dispatch one of these relegation fodder candidates this weekend to go, right, okay, yeah, we can still do that. It does sound a bit weird, but it feels like City have turned up um, in the games where you know maybe necessarily they haven't in previous seasons, but these ones they usually put away. However we haven't necessarily seen it this year. Yeah, these types of games definitely throw up their own um their own difficulties and mm. every everyone everyone's been um like fell fallen victim to it in the past every team has done. Um and I think so you know I think we we coined the term shark team back in Pep's <laughs> early years just mm. for our ability just to you know Dispatch of everything that came before us, and and often absolutely dismantle the teams who were at the lower end of the table. Um, but I think now this current city side definitely, I'd say, are more um, more for the big occasions. I think we've got so many players that thrive off those big occasions: Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Rodri. They all spring to mind, and um, I think. It's definitely for for the players. It's probably a lot easier to motivate yourself for a big game rather than mm. the thought of playing a Sean Dyche Everton team. Um, <laughs> but we beat. We came from behind to beat Luton away. We did. We came from behind to beat Everton away. So um, I think it's it's just. I, I've said it so many times before, but it's just the mentality of a Pep Guardiola City team. Yeah. I think when you play the smaller opposition, Pep's never one to underestimate it. He's been in England enough now to know what the Sean Dyches of this world um, pose in terms of threat, even though the, all the critics said that maybe he didn't know what he was in for. Um, <laughs> now we, we know how that story's gone, so um, I'm expecting, like I said, I'm expecting a similar story of City getting the job done here on uh, Saturday afternoon. Mm. The Sean Dyches of this world makes it sound like there's more than one Sean Dyche, and that's <laughs> only a one. terrifying, terrifying um, prospect. Uh, a fear for humanity if there's another Sean Dyche lurking <laughs> out there in the shadows. Um, okay, that'll do for part one. Stick exactly where you are, listeners. We'll be back in a moment. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season, and the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Welcome back to the City Report podcast, your home for daily Manchester City content. Um, another episode coming after this one will be uh, continuing the Everton preview, but maybe going a little bit deeper into um, some off-field issues that the Toffees have had. So stick around for that tomorrow. Like I said, though, we do have reaction to the Brentford game, which was earlier this week on the podcast feed. So Make sure you listen to that if you haven't already. Um, let's finish up today's episode with just a, a quick look ahead at how City might set up because we're into that stage of the season now, I think, where slowly but surely it feels like the best eleven is going to emerge in the next couple of weeks. And I think Champions League will be back next week. We'll get an indication then as to who, who the guys Pep trusts going into that game, Chelsea after that, and then, as we've referenced, referenced numerous times already that mammoth run of fixtures in March um what did you make of the 11 that played against Brentford because it certainly had some um some people twitching myself included before the game it was super attack heavy do you think that's going to be a one-off given the situation given the way Brentford set up given the way City were approaching that game or do you think maybe we might be looking at having had, um, and I think the guys on the no- Noisy Neighbours podcast referenced this this week, we've had no fullbacks before, we've had no strikers before. Um, is this going to be the, the time when Pep Guardiola wins the league with no wingers, um, or at least no no natural wingers anyway? I don't know. It's the it's the classic Pep Guardiola roulette, you know. When, mm. when he's got a full squad at his disposal, um, no one can predict it. It's just... I do my team predictions on my Instagram page and I've when when there's when everyone's back from injury, it's just a nightmare to call. I mean <laughs> yeah. now we've got I was thinking I didn't expect Alvarez and Haaland to both start against Brentford. Um but so that's gonna be interesting because now we've got Haaland and De Bruyne both fit. Where does Alvarez fit in? Where does Foden fit in? How how does that attack look? So that's one of the main uh, the main debates when it comes to finding that best eleven. Um but then you also got Stones and Akanji coming back as well mm. um, both of them very very much trusted by Pep Guardiola so where do they play because we've had a lot of success lately with like, almost a flat back four essentially but just with Walker and Guardiola higher up um, Diaz and Ake Walker Guardiola as the defence that's been very very good recently um, so where do Stones and Akanji fit it's another thing there's just there's, there's almost we, we were saying we've got a small squad but there's almost too much to too many options now that is it's becoming so hard to call. Nunes has been impressing lately. Oscar Bob's been mm. impressing. Rico Lewis, I don't, I can't recall putting a foot wrong at City, and Pep does love him, but he, even he's finding minutes hard to come by. So Grealish and Doku as well—that's a whole other thing in itself. So yeah, in a, in a word, I have not got a Scooby, um, <laughs> but it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, how how Pep sees it because obviously it's not quite as simple as. What we see, um, mm. Pepsi's, you know, is other factors from the training ground. You know, those reports last week about Grealish. I don't know how true they were, but mm. um, there's certainly other factors that come into it. You know, players who work hard in training and deserve those minutes. So, yeah, you'd you never know until an hour before kickoff when that team sheet gets and gets confirmed. So, it's be, it'll be interesting. But um, I, I'm very happy with the way the team's been playing recently with mm. that that set kind of. I'd say there's about 13 players or so that he's been picking from. Um, because I think Kovacic was very unlucky to miss out as well yeah. in the absence of yeah. uh, once Haaland returned. So, yeah, there's so many options. And, yeah, I'd be interested to see um, where what Pep does with it. Now, we've got a few more games coming up. The game's coming thick and fast. Rotation, uh, which 11 players will prevail? 
Yeah, um, I, I think, you, you know, we've seen it multiple times before. City operate with a small squad for the reason that any player who's on the bench or on the starting eleven can be trusted. And, and th- there aren't any sort of freeloaders, I don't think, in that, at least from the Brentford game, when, when the you know City did have a fully fit squad back. Go back to Everton um, away earlier on in the season. There was a couple of youth players on there who, you know, literally were there to fill the numbers, basically. But we, with that full squad, um, you know, there isn't anybody. Grealish, Bob, Stones, Nunes, Lewis, uh, Bob, um, sorry, uh, Doku, Kovacic, you know, all of those players who didn't start versus Brentford, you could theoretically see them starting against Everton. Obviously, mm. it won't be that that many changes. Um, I, I do want to touch on Alvarez and De Bruyne because I've seen... Um, mixed reviews, let, let's put it that way, of the two playing together, or at least with Haaland in that sort of triangle as well. I do think, personally speaking, um, at this point, at this juncture, it will be a one-off. Um, I don't know if it works as well as Guardiola would have liked, and given that it's going to be at home, City will, I don't know if it's possible to have more of the ball <laughs> than they did against Brentford, but you certainly expect City to be dominating in a similar fashion. Everton will play on the counter-attack. And can you really realistically say that a front, what, six of Haaland, Foden, Alvarez, De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva and Rodri is enough protection against the counter-attack of, um, I don't know, Dwight McNeil, uh, uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who I thought was absolutely atrocious versus Tottenham. So I've already got a five on him scoring <laughs> any time against City. But it does feel like it might be one of those games where, I don't know, maybe even Rico Lewis. I, I, I just feel like with Alvarez and De Bruyne starting with Haaland, um, it might be a bit too much. Or does De Bruyne start at all? Because that'd be three in a row and maybe that's a little bit sort of overload, you know? You, you, you may be uh, working on the media team, but I'm guessing you've got no <laughs> insights into the into the doctor's room and the fitness levels. But just your hunch, do, you, do we see that holy trinity again or does one of those more um, controlling midfielders come into the fold? Um, I can confirm I have no insight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to pull it out there, disclaimer. But... Um, Going going off my initial initial thinking, I would have to agree that we that that would probably be a one off. Um, I think Everton is going to be a game where you need a De Bruyne to be unlocking that defense, or alternatively, mm. it works with him coming off the bench because I re- I do remember actually from that fixture last year, the one all draw on New Year's Eve. That De Bruyne was absolutely probably one of the worst performances I, I remember seeing. <laughs> it was seeing weird because that was, it, and I think uh, similarly, um, Tottenham away, he was dropped for that game. So there was a spell, wasn't there, like a month or two where people like De Bruyne can't play for City, you know, uh, not not forever, but you know, just right now he wasn't he wasn't playing well. Yeah, absolutely, and I think he is a player who can't, I don't know how to describe it, but he he thrives. He he has to build he has to build his rhythm into a game. You know, you, mm. you see the. Uh, the scale of how red his skin goes. <laughs> so that's when you know he's in business. Um, but this, I would, I will say that this iteration of De Bruyne, having coming back from his injury, looking fresh and um, looking just almighty, um, he just he, he he looks like he means business. And mm. it, that's uh, regardless of what people have been saying over the years. So yeah, miles by miles, a better team with De Bruyne in it. And it's hard to argue. Uh, for dropping Julian Alvarez because his form's not really stopped this season. He's, I think, yeah. I think his passing's received a bit of criticism recently. But I, I, truly, he's not like he's not got the Pep controlled factor in his passing. Mm. Like he, in the short tight spaces, his passing's not amazing. But I think 
on a counter attack with like a three pronged attack, he can he can fizz a ball out to the yeah. to the wings, and I think he's a very useful player in the build up. So it's it's hard to see who will be dropped. I could probably see. Haaland missing out, maybe. I was going to say that, yeah. I was going to say exactly the same. That, um, just as you're saying that there, I would, I could, I could easily see Rico Lewis or Kovacic coming in for Erling Haaland and Alvarez playing as the sort of a little bit like they did against Burnley, where he was dropping a, uh, you know, much deeper, and 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 that does allow then um, the likes of Gavardiol and Kyle Walker to do that almost um, full-back slash winger role, which didn't really work against Spurs, but when you've got a little, little bit more time and a little bit more space against a, a likes of Burnley and probably Everton, it, it did work out. It did, it did pay off a little bit more. Yeah, um, I think, especially last year, that Everton game, I remember Haaland got very riled up by Ben Godfrey. Um, and, <laughs> and he was really happy when he scored. Um, but I could see, I, could, I think it's more likely that, as we were saying, um, Alvarez starts against Everton and then Haaland because he has just come back let's remember I think mm. it's more like that he then maybe starts the Copenhagen game because the first leg yeah. is um, it's going to set the, set, the, set the tone for the tie and he does love the competition he, it'd be a return to Scandinavia did he score a hat trick against them last year? I don't think maybe it wasn't a hat trick. I know no, we, it was, we didn't score I, it away, was but two. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he got two in the first half. At yeah, home, maybe. And then was subbed off at half time uh, in yeah. that sort of spell where everything he touched scored. In fact, he I think he missed the sitter for a hat trick. You know, going back a while now, but um, yeah, so he does have scoring form against them at least. Yeah, so I think he's more likely to start that, and then I think you know. Um, Chelsea's a bit, even though they're struggling this season, it's a tough game. So that's another one that Pep will be, that'll be in his thoughts when he's picking that team. Um, so yeah, it's, I think those players like your Kovacic's, your Rico Lewis's, Nunes, mm-hmm. Doku, I think we'll, we're likely to see um, one or two of them. I think Akanji might be, he's, from my instinct, I reckon he might, um, I, I can see him starting his seven. I, I, no, no, nothing to back that up with. I've just, just a hunch. Mm. I think Akanji might yeah. start. Yeah, um, and look, things are good, aren't they? As, as we open the show saying it is, a, <laughs> to use that manager phrase, a good moment for City. Um, how long that goes on, I don't know. A, a slip up against Everton would be kind of in keeping with how City season has gone so far. Just when you think things are going as good as they can be, boom. Like I said, Calvert-Lewin, um, back post header, fingers crossed, touch wood. Not. Um, Adam, we'll call it a day there. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to the game. As always, you can find all of Adam's social media in the description of this podcast. Listeners, one more episode, um, one more day of the week as well. So keep going nearly at the weekend and hopefully another City win. But until then, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running. And just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.